thank you for tuning into Holistic Finance, where we promote financial balance and financial health. Our mission is to simplify your finances so you can focus on your practice and enjoy life. Now, here are your hosts, Ryan Burklow and Alex Collins. Welcome back to Holistic Finance. I'm your host, Ryan Burklow. With me, as always, is Alexander Collins. In today's episode, um, Alex and I have actually done quite a bit of conversation uh, before hopping on here today. And the conversation started with, well, we understand where you know retirees are right now. Like a lot of them do not have the retirement savings that I guess they should. At least that's what the media is portraying. And I always question and wonder, okay, why is that? And, you know, Alex brought up, because Alex and I were talking about our savings rates, how much we each save uh, uh, of our income. And Alex said, if you don't mind me saying what you said, Alex. Go for it. No, go for it. it. You said life today is more important than the future. I did. I, I believe that. And I'm not saying it's wrong. I'm just maybe start sure. that off with, I don't want people to think like, oh, Ryan's saying that's wrong to think. That it's not the, at all what, a, what is wrong to think. It just started the conversation. Yeah, and well, it, and it intrigued me. It intrigued me, honestly, when, when you said it is, because you are the analytic, <laughs> like it really was like, wow, okay, that that shocked me. Tell me more. So why don't you share with it why you said that? Sure. Uh, so there's there's really a couple different things that are that are behind that statement, um, and and to give maybe a little bit more context uh, as well. Ryan and I had been talking about uh, proper savings rates and things of that nature, uh, and Ryan and I both firmly believe that twenty percent is the proper amount of savings. So if you take your gross income, the amount of revenue that you create, and multiply that by uh, 0.2 or divide by five that should give you how much you're saving. Um, and right now, uh, I'm not saving that much. I'm saving uh, roughly 15% of, of my income. Uh, and my, I mean the household income. And so we were, Ryan was surprised that I was okay not being at 20%. And, and like he asked me why, and I said, well, today is more important than the future. And then he asked me to, to defend that and say, okay, well, tell me more about that. Why, why do you feel that way? And this all stemmed from a conversation around the fact that Ryan and I, because of what we do, because we've spent years and years working with people on their personal finance, we, we know a lot of stuff that the, the general public just doesn't know. We have a lot more familiarity with it because we have helped folks to and through retirement because we know some of the things that can occur, uh, because we know th- some of the things that do occur. And the, the answer that I had for him was, A, uh, I'm ahead of uh, my peers, I'm ahead of where I, I, I should be or expect to be right now, given some of the work that I'd done earlier in my career to, to build wealth. And so I'm okay not saving 20% right now because I have a head start. That was one of the things that I'd said. And Ryan, go ahead and ask the question that you, that you did next, because I thought that was ex- incredibly profound. Yeah, so th- I followed up with, and everything Alex said is like, that That makes complete sense. And um, 
you know, I was going to state like my opinion of this, at least right now. And I'm not saying that I'm right and Alex is wrong. Is just the way that I look at it is life today is just as important as the future. So that's what I kind of expected Alex to state and say, <laughs> no, this is what I believe. And so I asked him a follow-up question because what I hear him saying is, okay, so let me re-ask you the question. So said another way, what I'm hearing you say is you are okay with a lesser lifestyle in the future for a better one today. And I and, that's, and I asked and I asked him, I go, so is that what you're saying? And it's a it's a great question. Like that that is the single question that needs to be asked and answered. And the way in which I answered that question was no, I'm not okay with a lesser lifestyle in the future for a better one today. And I don't feel like where I'm at and what I know the future holds for for me, for my family, for Ryan and I, for, for where we're going, that I'm actually doing that. And Ryan asked me to, to define that a little bit more. And I said, okay, well, so because I'm ahead of where I expect to be, because I'm ahead of where I, I need to be to accomplish the goals in life that I want financially, I'm okay not doing the things that I need to be doing, saving 20%. I'm okay saving 15%. And, and Ryan reiterated the question and said, okay, well, but but aren't you living, is, doesn't that mean that you're going to live a lesser lifestyle in the future for a better one today? And from that standpoint, he's 100% correct. I, I, I am. Now, I happen to be okay with where I am projected to be at retirement based on what I have right now and what I'm doing. And so then like Ryan re-asked the question like, okay, well, but couldn't you live a better life if you were saving 20%? And the answer, the answer is yes. Instead of retiring at 60, I might be able to retire at 55. Well, what I what I followed up with, what I really said was, so what you're doing is you're giving up financial freedom earlier. Correct. Correct. And again, I, like, I, let me, I just want to keep saying this because I hope this is coming across in, in the way that we're in, 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 intending it to be. I'm not saying that that's not okay. Right. I'm just, it was a realization that I think Alex and I had around our intentions and what we're currently doing. Yeah. Well, and it, it kind of hit me in the face and there's a couple different things that like I had gut reactions of how, okay, like, what do I need to say to this? How do I defend myself and, 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 and what's actually going on? Why am I making the choices that I'm making? And, and, and Ryan's hundred percent, right. I should be saving 20%. Period. And I would make the argument, maybe you're about to do it live and, and tell me I'm wrong again uh, in terms of how I think you're going to answer this question. But my guess is you're not going to stay at 15% over the next 20 years. If I do, I'm uh, something's gone horribly wrong. You're 100% right. My plan is not to stay at 15%. Um, and, and so some now, of the things now, that let me, let me just let, let's add a clarifier there. Is your plan to go up or down from 15 up, 
Okay. Up, up and significantly up if I can, if I have, uh, if I'm able to control it the way in which I want to. So this whole this whole conversation that that it stemmed from, I was thinking, okay, why do Americans? Why do we struggle? And right, we're emotional creatures. We love buying things. We're and marketers today, even more so than ever before, have us pegged. Oh, I mean, 100%. it's scary yes. how good they are and how they can track us and, and all that kind of stuff. And you know, don't get me wrong. I'm not telling you to live for today. Like, I'm not saying that you shouldn't live for today. What we are saying, and I think this is, there's, there's three steps that we want you to take away from this conversation. And a lot of what Alex stated as being okay with it and being like, some of you might be thinking, well, if they tell us 20%, why isn't Alex doing 20%? Why is he being a hypocrite? <laughs> right? Like, frankly, that's what I, I thought of. I'm going to be honest with you, Alex. And, sure. and you and you completely, you made a solid point. A, it's not 15% forever. Right. And most importantly, you actually know where you're currently at. And you and I have enough conversations that I don't believe you're being naive. Agreed. And there's one aspect that in the conversation that, that we were having, like really smacked me in the face. And that was, I'm okay with it because I was ahead. I'm okay with it because I know what, what typically happens on the back end of someone's career. And I was okay with it because I was on pace for my goal. And, and what hit me was, one of the things that, that I'd said to you was, I'm on pace, but if something goes wrong, I fall short. Yep. And if I'm ahead of pace and something goes wrong, I still am on pace. And what, what really struck me and what hit me was, I can't take my foot off the pedal even though I'm ahead, because if I do and something goes wrong, I'm now in trouble and my family's in trouble because of the decisions that I made. And, and that, that really gave me a strong conviction and, and really kind of, kind of messed with my, my day uh, of thinking like, okay, nope, I need to get back to 20% and I need to do it as soon as possible. You know, which which ties others... back to the emotional, like, as I keep saying, it's freaking hard. Like we're not oh, gonna be, sure. we're not gonna BS you. It's difficult, and you're you're gonna go up and down, right? Like I'm not sitting here pretending that I've been saving twenty percent for my entire life, right? Right. And the point is, hopefully, we've got people in our lives that can bring this conversation up, or at least have you rethink what's going on because lifestyle creep is like we've all heard it. And we all inherently understand it, yet we all inherently disregard it. hundred uh, percent. And I think that's actually what caused me to fall off the 20%. Um, when, uh, when Heather and I bought the house that we're in currently uh, four years ago, uh, that's, that's when we fell off. And I, I'm 100% uh, at the time I was 100% comfortable with it, knowing that, 
when I bought my first home, I took a step back for a couple of years. And then because of the way in which mortgages work and because of the way in which uh, uh, inflation works, the cost of my house is basically going to stay static and my income is going to go up over time. And as a result, over time, I'm going to have the ability to rebuild that 5%. Now, life is going to occur and other things are going to get thrown at me. And so what I need to make sure I'm doing is getting back to that 20% as quickly as possible so that when other stuff occurs, it, at some point, I'm going to pay for Sienna's college. Now, we're doing some savings right now, but it's like we're not on track to pay for her entire college right now. And like because of the way in which you and I do planning, I'm comfortable with that. I don't, I'm not 100% sure that like Heather and I want to pay for her entire college. Like we want to make sure that she has some skin in the game uh, because of all the people that I've talked to, friends, family, clients, the, the folks that get the most out of college are the folks that have to work for it, that have to have some amount of skin in the game. Otherwise it just is taken for granted and not taken advantage of. So let's let's go through the three steps now here, Alex, that kind of gets people thinking like, okay, I, I'm hearing you, Ryan and Alex, what can what can I do about it? Or how can I think about this differently to see where I'm currently at? Well, the first step is, as we just said, do you know where you're currently at? Yeah. Right? And and are you make sure you're not coming back at it from a subjective mindset? And I I think it's going to be impossible to not have some subjective in that mindset unless you're talking to someone that has nothing to do with your person. Even your spouse might be subjective and agreeing with you. So talk to someone maybe that is not in your household. Maybe it's your parent or maybe it's your advisor or maybe it's just someone else. Start with yourself and your, and your spouse. Get on the same page there. But right. where are you currently at? Where are you currently at? Like, have you well, even looked at it? And some people, that might be a scary thought to even look at. Like, I think that's a big thing around, well, I don't want to contact a financial advisor because frankly, I don't freaking want to know because it's going to scare me. No, so many Americans take the approach of the ostrich and just bury their head in the sand. Um, and it's, I can tell you from experience, one of the typical things that I hear from clients is, where were you five years ago? Where were you 10 years ago? Man, I wish I would have done this earlier. And not all of them are in optimal situations, but by understanding more about how finances work, by helping create financial balance, by understanding what are the steps that need to be taken, the earlier that we take those steps, the less dramatic, the less drastic they have to be to accomplish what we're what we need to accomplish to, to fulfill your goals. Um, yep. And so there's, there's no better time than today to, to get started on this stuff. Uh, and I absolutely love your question, Ryan. And, and like your question was, are you being naive? So when we ask, where are you at? Do you know where you're at? And do you know where that's going to get you? And that's not, please don't hear that as a scare tactic. Um, we're human beings. Like, I'm sorry, I'm naive and very, in a lot of things, I'm sure in my life. Now I attempt 
to talk to other people to call me out on the naiveness. But I, again, I take that step. And it goes back to, we've said it, I don't even know at this point how many times in this on this podcast, control what you can control. Well, and you actually did a great job today of kind of calling me out on being a little bit naive in that I'm comfortable being on pace, assuming that things are going to go right, assuming that things are going to go the way in which I anticipate. Now, I've got a little bit of redundancy built into that. But I need to fix it so that I'm now aiming to be ahead so that if something bad happens, my family and my myself and our, our future is taken care of. Agreed. So let's, let's go over step number two here. So step one, where are you currently at? Like, do you actually know that? Step two, can now that you're currently at, right, what's what's important to you? And so we've had an episode around like, what's your philosophy around your money, right? And while, you know, like my philosophy around my money is, is really looking at it like, okay, is that really going to bring me value long-term, right. right? Like I brought up the example, it, my example was I was looking at buying a Porsche like one weekend. <laughs> and I'm not even a car guy. Even my wife was like, why are you looking at a Porsche? And for whatever reason, I saw one on the road. I'm like, that would be really cool to drive. Let's go look. Now, I didn't end up buying one because luckily my wife, and this is why I think my wife and I do really, really well. I think if I was left my own vices there, I would have bought it. But my wife said, you don't give a crap about cars. You drive a Hyundai Sonata. (laughs) So why are you going to spend that amount of money on a new car when you actually don't even need one right now? And so I, I didn't do it. So it came back to the philosophy around the value. Now, there's small stuff like I did buy the brand new Apple Watch, right? But that's very different. You know, five hundred dollars compared to a hundred thousand dollars in a brand new car is extremely different, right? Like bigger effects. So, what's important to you? And always Wait. bring that up. And it's going to be like you're not going to be hundred percent holding to that philosophy, but if you can hold to it, even fifty percent, how much better off are you going to be? Yeah. No. Have I ever shared the story of the uh, of of myself and uh, uh, Portia? No. So when I was seventeen, my dad on a lark was we were the family was vacationing in Michigan, and my dad uh, took me to go look at at a uh, an older Porsche, and it was uh, an older Porsche, and it was like a nineteen seventy nine eleven. Uh, maybe, maybe mid 70s 911 and i i'd always loved porsches it was it, it still is my dream car a 911 and the guy thought he was looking for him and on the drive back he goes hey what did you think of the car i was like it was a nice car and he goes well would you want it and i was totally shocked and taken aback and i thought about it and thankfully and i i like it kind of shocks me to this day but uh, I, I said, no, I don't want that for a couple of reasons. One, I knew that I wasn't going to do the things that needed to be done. Like that car needed five to 10 minutes to warm up before mm. you actually like drove it. And I knew me as a 17 year old wouldn't do that. Wouldn't wait. <laughs> I, I just wouldn't. I'd I, don't, like, I wouldn't wait now. <laughs> <laughs> um. And so 
like that was one of the reasons why I said no is because I, I didn't want to destroy this beautiful thing. The other thing was I was looking at it going, I can't be a 17 year old and get my dream car that will ruin me. Mm. Now, like thinking back, I'm like, wow, it would have been really kind of cool to have that car and how much different would like, I don't know what life would have been like had I, had I said yes, like maybe it would have taught me the patience that I needed to like, let the car warm up. <laughs> and I think your, patient, your patience would be five minutes stronger. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, but it's, it's that type of, it's that type of thinking that we're trying to get to is how naive are we being with, with the decisions that we're making? Um, and thankfully in that, in that circumstance, I, I wasn't naive and I was able to go ahead and identify, nope, I don't have the patience to be able to wait the five to 10 minutes for that car to warm up. So we've established where are we currently at? We've established talking about what's important to you, what's important, right, as a family, as a household. And then step number three, and this is the most important step, what are you going to do about it? What's the action? Right? Because we've all heard, you know, take, you know, take working out. We all know we need to work out, right? It's good for our, our health. And how many of us, and I'm raising my hand right now, said, oh, I'll get it done tomorrow. Like you went on a workout routine. You're like, ah, I don't feel like it today. I'm going to do it tomorrow. A month goes by. I'm going to do it tomorrow. Another month goes by. I think I'll wait till next year. Two years goes by. Well, you know, I should really get to that working out. Right. So well, hey, Ryan, when are you going to take that action step? Tomorrow, the air actually cleans up enough for me to go actually go outside and, and work out. Well, you could have worked out inside, so I'll call you out on that. So either way, you could have done it. Yeah, it's my point is that we all create excuses about what we can do and why we can't do it, and and how did how tomorrow is going to be better. Yep. And like your example right now of doing seventy five hard is a perfect example of just getting it done, and why tomorrow isn't better. Yeah. Um, yeah, we will do a whole 75 hard is, is an interesting uh, thing that I'm doing. For those of you who don't know it real quick, you know, um, it's a program that I read about where it holds me to um, working out twice a day for 45 minutes, drinking a gallon of water, reading 10 pages um, on a diet and no alcohol. And you have to do it for 75 straight days. And it seems really, really easy at first. Believe me, I'm on day 40 today. It's harder today than it was day two, three, four, like every day prior, because now it's just get the monotony of it all. It's it's difficult and I want to change it. And it's it's teaching me a lot. Um, that might be a whole nother episode to talk about, actually, Alex. It's it's a lot of stuff is tying back to what we're talking about right now, actually. But it's coming, it's kind coming of back, brought it up, Ryan. <laughs> coming back to the three steps here. So if ending on what do you need to do about it? Taking action. Are you on the right path, Alex? Yeah, it, when it, it, that's actually one of the things that's holding me back is that I, I know that I'm on the right path. And, and like the thing that has convicted me today in our conversation is I don't want to be on the right path. I want to be ahead. You know, my entire life I have been, you know, 
the head of the class. I've been an overachiever. I've accomplished more than uh, more. I've always been that high achiever. And being on the right path isn't okay. I need to be ahead for a couple reasons. One, it, it, it speaks to me as to who I am. But regardless of that, if I'm not ahead and something bad happens, something that's out of my control, and you and I have talked again ad nauseum about control what you can control. If I'm not ahead and something bad happens, I fall short. It's within my control to be ahead so that if something bad happens, I now attain my goals as opposed to, oh, well, it's this thing that I don't control that prevented me from doing it. No, it was the choices that I made that prevented me from doing it. And I don't, I don't want to ever be in that position. And so I need to make sure that I, I'm correcting the things to, to be ahead of the right path. We hope you receive value out of today's episode. If you have any questions or if you have a topic that you would like for us to speak about on the podcast, make sure you head to holistic-finance.com. And at the bottom of that page, there's a way for you to engage with us there. If you're active on social media, you can find our Facebook page at Holistic Finance QFP. We tend to be active there. And as always, we hope that you have a good rest of your day and make it a great day. This podcast is for informational purposes only and it's not to be construed as tax, legal, or investment advice. Although the information has been gathered from sources believed to be reliable, please note that individual situations can vary. Therefore, the information should be relied upon only when coordinated with individual professional advice. Guest speakers and their firms are not affiliated with or endorsed by Park Avenue Securities Guardian or quantified financial partners and opinions stated are their own. Guardian, its subsidiaries, agents, and employees do not provide tax, legal, or accounting advice. Consult your tax, legal, or accounting professional regarding your individual situation. All investments and investment strategies contain risk and may lose value. Brian and Alex are registered representatives and financial advisors of Park Avenue Securities, LLC. OSJ 333 North Indian Hill Boulevard, Claremont, California, 91711, 909-399-1100. Securities products and advisory services offered through Park Avenue Securities, member FINRA, SIPC. Financial representatives of the Guardian, Life Insurance Company of America, Guardian, New York, New York. Park Avenue Securities is a wholly owned subsidiary of Guardian. Quantified Financial Partners is not an affiliate or subsidiary of Park Avenue Securities or Guardian. Number 2020-109-775, expiration October 